0: You're listening to episode three of the Eat Well and Live Full podcast. Thank you for joining me for another episode. We're going to dive right into it today. We're going to be talking about some of the basic concepts of nutrition and whole foods nutrition. As a nutritional therapy practitioner, my recommendation is always for you to get as much whole, nutrient dense foods as possible into your diet. So staying away from as much processed stuff as possible and really turning to real foods to fuel your body. Because at the end of the day, that's what our bodies were made for. That's what our bodies were designed for, for these real whole foods. So whether it was grown from the ground, it was c- came from a tree in nature, it ran across the earth or it swam in the sea, or I guess in a lake then it is okay for us to eat. If it is something that was man-made or has additives or sugar, we all know probably not the best choice for us. So today what we're actually going to cover is what you should really start to focus on when you are building a healthy and nutritious plate. This is going to be the basics of nutrition and this is going to apply to everyone really no matter if you are a vegetarian if you love bacon and meat if you are doing any sort of fad diet out there this is the basic concept that everybody needs to grasp before you go to the next level which would be making a personalized nutrition plan for whatever your body needs specifically Like I said, this is the stuff that works for everyone, you guys. So let's get right into it. I personally do not think that you should be focusing on calories. And I know that you have probably heard this from a fitness trainer at some point. Heck, I used to preach this years ago, and I used to try to fit my lifestyle and how I ate into this little mold as well, this whole calories in versus calories out. The truth is guys, that this is kind of BS. Yep, I'm calling BS on this one. Spoiler alert. And this is why. Not all calories are created equal, right? I mean, that should be pretty obvious when we compare something like a chocolate bar to a delicious grass-fed juicy steak, right? We can see that obviously the calories coming from that chocolate bar are not going to fuel us as much as that delicious steak. So when we talk about calories, it's much more than focusing on calories in versus calories out. And you can actually easily get trapped into this. And the whole calories in versus calories out concept, I really talked about in depth in episode two, why diets don't work. And so if you want to listen to more information about why calories in versus calories out doesn't really work and why diets fail in general, then go back to episode two and listen to that for all the details. So the key here is that all calories are not created equal. So we can't really just focus on the number of calories that we're eating in a day. But what we can focus on instead is the macronutrients or what our food is actually made of these macronutrients so we can kind of break down food into three main categories water macronutrients and micronutrients so first we got to mention that our body is you know largely made up of water so this means that staying hydrated is key so Even though when people throw around the term macros, we tend to think of protein, fat, and carbohydrates, which we're going to talk about in a minute. I also want you to think about a key component, a key nutrient for your body to really thrive and really do well is water. And we're always talking about, yes, we need to drink more water, but do you know how much you should actually be drinking? My calculation that I have my clients do is take your body weight in pounds, divide that in two. That's the number of fluid ounces that you should be aiming to drink per day, right? So easy little math calculation. No, you're not drinking it in pounds of water. You're drinking it in fluid ounces. And if this number that you've calculated seems like way more than you're drinking right now, I want you to kind of ramp up to this over a couple days, over a week. Just let your body get used to it because otherwise you're going to be going to the bathroom all the time and then you're gonna be messaging me going like, Lexi, I literally (laughs) am on the toilet all day long peeing because you're telling me to drink this much water. And then another side note is, even when you do ramp up to the amount of water that you're supposed to be drinking per day, yes, you are gonna pee more frequently and actually that's okay because every time you go to the bathroom and you go pee, you're actually flushing out toxins and waste products and other things from your body that we need to eliminate and get rid of anyway. So that's just another great reason why we should be drinking enough water. Okay, so let's talk about macronutrients. You may have heard this term before, macronutrients, or Probably more so macros, right? Like, what are your macros, bro? How many macros are you eating? Oh, it didn't fit my macros. Oh, I've hit my macros today. Okay, what the heck does that even mean? So macronutrients can be broken down into, like I said, protein, fat, and carbohydrates. And these are the main nutrients, right? Macronutrients that our body needs in order to do all of its daily processes that it needs to do. Right, create energy, create hormones, um, digestive enzymes like all of that stuff we need these nutrients for. So, you may have heard someone say, I'm counting my macros. And there's actually a whole diet called If It Fits My Macros, which the concept of that is that you get a certain amount of macros so, a certain amount of protein, a certain amount of carbohydrates, and a certain amount of fat that you should be eating per day to usually it's for weight loss right so to lose weight or maybe it's to gain muscle hashtag bulking Um, so in that if it fits my macros diet it's as long as what I'm eating fits the amount of protein the amount of fat and the amount of carbs that I have in my little plan for me to eat each day then it's considered fair game which means that you could put in things like french fries and cake and chips and chocolate bars and of course you've seen all the different low fat and different altered protein bars and protein chips and all that different stuff out there right so from that concept that's kind of still saying a calorie is a calorie and everything is created equal that all macronutrients are created equal that as long as I hit my protein my fat and my carbs in this way that my body can process everything equally As a nutritional therapy practitioner, as a holistic nutritionist, again, I call BS on this. Sorry, I have to say it. Not all macros, not all macronutrients are created equal, right? Again, like if we're looking at eating a nice juicy grass-fed steak versus eating those protein chips, what do you think our body is going to be able to use the protein from even better? The, The steak or the protein chips, right? really just to highlight this even more i really wanted to use this episode to dive a little bit deeper into each one of the macronutrients and really give you an idea of what our body actually does with these macronutrients because i'm a huge huge believer if i teach somebody why it's important and give you the science or the information and the resources it's a lot easier to stick to making serious nutrition changes. So we're going to go through each nutrient class one by one, give you a bit of an understanding behind why these nutrients are really important and what they mean to your body. It's just so important for you to understand the why behind any nutrition change that you're making and how your body actually uses what you're putting in it. So that when you're thinking about, okay, should I eat the protein chips or should maybe I choose a better source of protein, you know why it actually matters in the long-term for your health. First up, protein. So protein is super important for forming tissues and strong muscles and building healthy organs. And when we think of protein, we often just think about building muscle, right? but it's actually what makes up the structure of our hormones, of our antibodies, and even hemoglobin, which is what delivers oxygen throughout our body. So it's really important in building structure in all aspects of our body, not just muscle building. Proteins break down into what's called amino acids. And there are 20 different amino acid types. 10 of these are essential, meaning that we have to actually eat them in order to get them in our body. And 10 are non-essential, meaning our body can make them from just different things that we eat. If you want to nerd out with me here for a second, amino acids are the building blocks of our neurotransmitters in our brain, of our hormones, and even our RNA and DNA, which means that we need to be eating enough protein, you guys. You don't want to get shorted. On your DNA. So where can we find protein? Everyone thinks of meat and animal sources, right? But we can also get it from plant sources. So things like chicken, beef, fish, eggs, pork, duck, lamb, turkey, but also beans and lentils, hemp, nuts and seeds, flax and chia, rice and quinoa. Now remember how we talked about essential versus non-essential amino acids? Well, we find more complete and essential forms of amino acids in animal products. So you may have heard this before, complete protein versus a incomplete protein source. So we find way more amounts of complete protein sources and higher amounts of protein overall in animal sources than we do in plant sources. So it's not that we can't get complete proteins from plants, We just have to make sure that we're combining them in the right way so that we actually get as many of those essential amino acids as possible this is really important to keep in mind if you are a vegetarian or even if you're just incorporating some more plant-based proteins into your diet really look into complete proteins and i'm not the expert on that because your girl loves bacon and chicken and eggs and other meat sources so I am not a vegetarian, I do have some vegetarian clients, but as I said, I am not the expert. There are plenty of people out there, plenty of websites and books and blogs that you can turn to if you don't eat meat. Next up is fat. And oh boy, fat has had (laughs) such a bad rap in the past. It doesn't make you fat. It doesn't cause heart disease and it's actually required for every physiological function In the human body so without fat in our diet we would die so fat does not make you fat let's just say that again fat does not make you fat and it's actually really really important we need it for tons of different processes tons of different functions in our body so fats break down into fatty acids fats provide us with usable energy so we can actually use fats as energy as well It builds hormones and strong cell membranes. It protects our organs. And it also just tastes great and helps us feel really full and satiated after a meal. It also helps regulate our energy because it slows down the absorption of our digesting food. And you actually need fat to be able to absorb fat vitamins A, D, E, and K. So if you've been taking a vitamin D supplement, and your doctor has told you to take one, but you haven't been eating the right kinds of fats, you probably haven't actually been absorbing that vitamin. So fun fact. There are two different types of fatty acids that are essential. So again, essential meaning that we have to actually eat them. We can't create them on our own. And you'll know these as omega-3 and omega-6. So we're just going to touch base on this just a teeny tiny bit. So essential fatty acids, why they're so important. So obviously, like I said, they're essential because we have to be able to eat or we have to actually eat them to get them, right? So the deal with omega-3s, so you've heard that they're important. You might've even taken supplements or products in the past. There's, you know, eggs now that say enriched with omega-3s, but why are you actually eating them? The Cole's Notes version is that we actually use them to create our own anti-inflammatories, meaning we need them to help control and fight inflammation in our body. And we need omega-3s and omega-6s to be in this nice balance in order for us to properly control inflammation. And inflammation is a root cause behind so many different issues in our body. Think acne, joint pain, and back pain, and achy sore muscles and autoimmune conditions and food sensitivities and the list goes on and on and on So you see the problem is that in our modern diet the balance of omega-6 to omega-3 is totally off Uh, So optimally we want to have a ratio of omega-6 2 to omega-3 1 but the average person sits around 20 to 1 or higher So this is why getting enough omega-3s in your diet is super, super important. And this is why it's been so hyped up and so talked about. So especially if you're dealing with any sort of inflammatory conditions, so like I said, acne, also irritable bowel, heart disease, Crohn's, autoimmune conditions, allergies, or just achy joints, getting enough omega-3s in your diet can be really, really effective. Now, I do want to say before you jump in to just grabbing an omega-3 supplement, Uh, They can be a blood thinner. This is really important if you're on any other medications. So again, just like anything that I'd ever recommend, you always need to talk to your doctor before implementing any kind of supplement or huge nutrition changes, okay? So you can find healthy sources of these essential fatty acids in wild-caught salmon, in tuna, in free-range eggs, even a little bit in flax and chia, or you can look into taking a really high quality, and that's the key, a high quality supplement from a reputable company. But again, always check with your doctor and pharmacist before taking any new supplement protocol. Okay. Jumping back into other types of fats, there's three different types of fats, saturated, monosaturated, and polyunsaturated. The main thing is that you just have to know that some fats are better for cooking at higher temperatures some are better used as dressings, and some should never ever be heated because you're going to actually break down the molecular structure of the fat and make it dangerous for you to eat. So to throw out some really good examples, uh, a nice highly stable fat that doesn't go rancid easily, it's usually solid or semi-solid at room temperature, things like coconut oil and coconut butter and actual butter, so grass-fed butter and animal fat, so duck fat. Those are great for cooking at high heat and baking and frying. Next, we're looking at things like avocados and olive oil and almonds and cashews and pecans. And these things are actually really great at lower heat. Sometimes I'll use a little bit of olive oil if I'm just lightly baking or roasting some veggies in the oven. Or mostly I will use them as salad dressing or to make different homemade dips. These types of oils, you're going to find more so liquid at room temperature. And then the ones that you should never ever heat up are things like fish oil, so anything with omegas in them, um, and flax oil. So use those as dressings. Don't ever fry in flax oil or fish oil or anything like that. Now, if you're listening to this, then you're probably already on the holistic nutrition train. woo Which means that you've probably already ditched a lot of these really unhealthy and processed oils. So anything that's hydrogenated, partially hydrogenated, so things like canola oil and peanut oil, vegetable oils, margarine and fake butter sprays. What even is that? I can't believe it's not butter. E- no, eat the butter. Just go for the butter. So, I just thought I should highlight that for any of us who just need a little reminder that these things can actually become really toxic to our bodies and cause a lot of inflammation. So just make sure that you stop buying all these different kinds of oils, save your family members and switch out their oils for them. Lastly, this third macronutrient seems to be demonized a lot lately, and it's become super popular with a lot of the fad diets. And that's because carbohydrates eventually break down into glucose or sugar in our body. And we are designed to use carbs, but too many of the wrong types of carbs or too many carbs without enough protein and healthy fats can really send our body into a crazy state and put us in major danger of developing diseases and gaining unwanted weight like I said, though, carbs are important. So that hashtag no carb diet, no, like veggies are carbs, fruit are carbs, we need to be eating those things. So I don't really believe in cutting out an entire group of macronutrients. But think of carbs as a really quick source of energy for us. It's fuel for our muscles and our brain. They're also a really big source of fiber and they help us with tissue growth. And like I said, really quick energy source. But the best sources of carbohydrates are the ones that aren't going to break down into massive amounts of glucose or essentially sugar. Because when we eat something like that, it's just going to cause our blood sugar to spike and our body is going to go through this process of overcompensating, which is just going to end up having us crash you know, a couple hours later. So veggies are awesome. Can never get enough veggies. Fruits, squash, even legumes like chickpeas are all carb sources. Grains and rice, oats, things like that as well. So the carbohydrates that you actually would want to start to eliminate or drastically cut back on are the ones that break down into large amounts of sugar, like I said. So when these carbs that are really, really processed or in real high amounts of refined flours. They actually break down into our body and cause this blood sugar spike. Like I said, this has a wide range of cascading effects like can lead to hormonal imbalances, extra weight gain and risk of disease like diabetes. And maybe we'll do a whole episode on blood sugar regulation and blood sugar balance to talk about this way more in depth and what it actually means. But I really just want to touch base on this to let you know that these refined and processed carbohydrates like breads and cereals and baked goods and these granolas that are full of sugar and pastas, these are all the kind of carbs that we should actually be eliminating. So Carbs have kind of been grouped all together as this like demon thing that we should stay away from. It's actually just more of these refined carbohydrates, processed carbohydrates, try that again, <laughs> these refined carbohydrates and processed carbohydrates that we should actually be staying away from. We should definitely need carbs in our life, especially if you're an athlete, especially if you are in, you know, a high stress environment or have a lot of stress going on, or you're trying to recover from something, right? Like an injury. We need carbs. Carbs are our friend. We just have to get them from our veggies and fruit sources mostly. Here is where we're going to tie this back into what I was originally talking about at the beginning of this episode and the quality of your macronutrients and why it matters. So there's a whole other nutrient class that people often forget to talk about when they're talking about macros, and that's called micronutrients. And that's our vitamins and our minerals. These vitamins and minerals are found in nutrient-dense real foods, so high quality macronutrients. Although vitamins make up less than 1% of our body, they're really important for our body to be able to function properly. And that's probably pretty obvious, right? I am always a fan of getting your vitamins through your food first and this is because nature has kindly packaged up vitamins with important natural cofactors and cofactors are other vitamins and minerals that we need in order for us to be able to properly use whatever that vitamin is vitamins act as coenzymes in different body processes they help support tissue growth and overall health Obviously, they help with things like digestion and elimination and immune function and wound healing, and then they prevent us from deficiency-related disorders, which can cause other health problems. Same thing when it comes to minerals, it's really important that we get them in food sources as much as possible. So things like bone broths and Himalayan sea salts and you know veggies grown in nutrient-rich soils and when it comes to minerals, some really important ones would be calcium, magnesium, sodium, iron, zinc, copper, manganese, selenium, iodine, chromium. That's all I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> so again, food first always when it comes to minerals because they need to be in proper balance with one another. So if you think about things like nerve conduction and muscle contraction, we actually need a certain balance of minerals to make this happen optimally. However, due to poor soil quality and transit time of foods and digestive issues that we might have or other deficiencies that we might have, sometimes it can be really valuable to support yourself with very high quality supplements of vitamins and minerals. As you could start to see with these macronutrients, quality is really what matters when choosing what types of foods that we eat. So although we could get our protein from you know whey protein shakes and protein bars and protein chips, we're gonna get a lot more bang for a buck and a lot more value in a really good quality protein source like an animal meat. So we want to look at how was that food raised or how was it grown? What did it eat before it got to us? Because that will matter as well. How was it processed before it ended up on our plate? Were there any kind of chemicals used to grow those those foods that might be harmful to our bodies and that we would get as a byproduct? Was there any kind of additive that was involved? So when we think of meat, hormones and antibiotics and different things in the feed that are added in those all end up in our bodies as well because they end up inside that animal so you really need to start focusing on the quality of your food as well not just calories and not just macros another way to look at food is to see if you can hit hit at least one of these things while you're shopping and hopefully all three but really aim for one when you're at the store Did you bring home a variety of protein, a variety of fats, a variety of carbohydrates? Did you bring home some local produce? Did you bring home some local meat? Can you buy things that are grown in season? Because that's great for the economy and able to support, you know, your local farmers, but it's also going to just guarantee that the quality of your food is probably that much better. Another point that we got to talk about in this podcast and something I got to address is the topic of organic. Here's the thing. I really, really believe in good, better, best. There is always going to be a good, better, best when it comes to food. So at the end of the day, a non-organic carrot is going to be much, much better than a French fry. And maybe a locally grown carrot would be better. And maybe an organic carrot would be the very, very best. But there's always going to be a good, better, best. And a carrot, again, is going to be better than a french fry. In my personal practice, in, in my life, and how I like to coach and teach my nutrition clients, I really don't get too caught up on this whole topic of organic Another thing when it comes to organic, and you know, this, this goes for organic fruits and vegetables, but also like the best quality meats, so grass-fed and pasture-raised meats and dairy products and eggs, things like that, we have to bring up the fact that buying organic and grass-fed is a total privilege. Buying organic food is a luxury, especially at the price that it is for most places. It is a complete privilege to even have the option to think about the fact that, hey, maybe I'll choose to buy organic, right? So I don't ever want this to be a barrier of entry for someone to just start making healthy changes. Maybe that is, you know, not a popular opinion um, among other nutritional therapy practitioners or other holistic nutritionists. I myself don't always eat organic. I don't always eat the best quality meat. You know, I would much rather have somebody focus on getting rid of refined carbohydrates and processed crap and food and just get back to eating real food than get caught up or feel like they're not actually making any choices that are worth making because they can't buy the very, very best Quality, or maybe they don't even know that there is a better quality out there yet. So, But with that point being said, if you are ready to take the next step in a nutrition game or you have the budget or you have the luxury, like I said, it is a total luxury, to be able to afford to buy better quality food, then of frickin lootly yes. But I'm just really not down for this healthy food shaming of if you didn't buy organic or you didn't buy the very best quality or you didn't prepare it this exact way that it's not doing anything healthy or anything nutritious for your body because that's bs a carrot is a carrot at the end of the day okay so if you do have the budget or the ability of course i love to see you eating the very best quality but at the end of the day like i said you can make amazing health changes without eating totally grass-fed and organic everything A really good place to start would be looking up the Clean 15 and the Dirty Dozen. If you just Google Clean 15 or Dirty Dozen, you will get lots of resources that will pop up so the clean 15 is a list of foods that are pretty safe to eat without buying organic and you'll see that actually a lot of them are things where you probably wouldn't be eating the outside of them anyway so for 2019 things like avocados or kiwi although side note i totally did know a guy who ate a kiwi like an apple and i thought it was disgusting because kiwis are kind of like fuzzy on the outside but that's a total side note So yeah, things like pineapple and avocado and kiwi are on the list of the things that are clean 15. So buy those things just, you know, regular. Save your extra grocery dollars. Put them towards the dirty dozen list. So the dirty dozen list is 12 foods that are the things that you should really, really focus on if you can and buy organic because these are the foods that are deemed the most harmful, the most used pesticides when they are being grown, all of those types of things. When it comes to meat and animal products, really important that you are also trying to buy good quality. But if you can't, at the very least, please, please, please switch your eggs. So a tricky one is sometimes they'll say organic feed. Chickens don't need to eat organic feed. What they need is to be happy little chickens and live happy little chicken lives where they're actually allowed to free range and free roam and eat different bugs and all, all these different things that little happy chickens need. And you can do a little experiment. You can buy the cheapest eggs at the grocery store and then you can buy some really good free-range eggs and you can crack them in the pan and compare and there will definitely be a difference like a visible difference. I know you guys have probably seen these pictures on Instagram and if not you can probably just even google it. Thank you google for everything Um, but yeah do a little experiment or just please 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 at the very least start to switch your eggs to a better quality. It's important just to throw in a little side note here that there are a few situations where I think that measuring or keeping track of macronutrients might be really helpful and that is if you have been in like a diet culture for a long time so you've been on a really really restrictive diet or bouts of different fad diets and restrictive diets and you've really just lost touch with what you're actually eating so the amount of protein that you're getting in your day the amount of carbohydrates the amount of fats then it might be really helpful just for a short period of time to just kind of measure and see where you're at. Because and I find, especially with women, we tend to really overestimate things. Um, and we're actually really under fueling, especially when it comes to protein sources. So I think it can be really helpful for short periods of time, just to kind of see where you're at. And maybe help you be able to start to learn how you can build a really balanced plate so that you're getting proteins and healthy fats and carbohydrates at every single meal and really just getting a better picture of where your nutrition is at and where you might need to add some extra fuel in for yourself. The second instance is if you are an athlete. Okay, If you are doing lots of intensive exercise, if you are really training for something if you are following a very specific workout program or workout plan with very specific goals in mind then yes tracking macros might be really helpful for you but not to show you you know that you've hit your limit really to show you that you need to be eating enough to fuel your training. So enough protein, enough carbohydrates, enough healthy fats so that you can really fuel your training, feel good during workouts, make sure that you're recovering. So it can be really helpful for certain athletes to really hone in on more specific and individualized macronutrient guidelines for their specific goals when it comes to activity or a race or something that they might be training for. And again, you can work with a practitioner, you can work with an educated individual who's going to really help mold that macronutrient guideline for you. And here's the thing, your macros should not always stay the same. So if you had a plan that was created for you two years ago, it does not necessarily mean that that plan is what's going to fit what's right for your body right now. And even if you are following one of these macronutrient guidelines, I always, 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 always. always, (laughs) I say it enough times, recommend that you're getting your macronutrients from really quality, whole, nutrient-dense foods above anything else. So big, big takeaway today is that quality matters. And I heard this quote somewhere along the way in all of my nutrition training, and I just, I think it sums it up beautifully, and it is that when we focus on the quality of our food, quantity always falls in line. Isn't that great? So if you think about it, like how are you gonna overeat vegetables? It's probably not going to happen, right? So when we focus on the quality of what we're putting in our body, of what we're fueling ourselves with, the quantity, Is not going to matter as much because all of those things that we're feeding our body are nutrients that our body knows how to handle what to do with and things that we really need to feel our very very best so i hope that today's episode was a little bit more of an insight for you guys maybe clarified some questions for you on the very basics of nutrition if this brought up some questions for you and you want some more clarity or you want to chat about this a bit, you can always find me on Instagram at wildsparrowwellness or you can visit wildsparrowwellness.com. I'll make sure it's in the episode description. I really also hope that this gave you a little bit more freedom in the fact that we don't have to look at the calories so much as just focusing on putting the best quality into your body as possible and really just doing the best that you can. And of course... I need to end this with a little side note (laughs) that sometimes your girl just needs to eat cake and that is perfectly okay as well. So it's all about finding a balance. It's all about doing your very, very best. And again, the more that you learn and the better that you know, the better that you can do, right? So thank you again for listening and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one.